education is massively important it's, it's part of our job and it's as a job as well it's something that we will always keep educating ourselves mm. whereas I think there's other careers out there where you don't really have that much um professional continuous professional development Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner, dedicated to helping you grow your business, to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Hi there. Today on the show, we're taking a little bit of a break from the norm and we're talking about education and inclusivity. Before we dive into the episode today, though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free and very useful ebook. It's called The Seven Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're going to get. Now, it's brand new. It's brand new edition. It's rather beautiful and it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. Welcome along to today's episode and taking a bit of a break from what I'd normally tend to talk about on the show. And we're talking about a couple of things, education, and we're talking about inclusivity as well. Now, it's no secret, the world is a fast moving place at the moment and things change. Things change all the time. I mean, if you look at everything that we've had to learn over the last 12 months. I mean, you know, as business owners, we've had to learn all about things like PPE and minimization of risks, which I know was always part of our uh, industry anyway, but we had to learn a whole new vocabulary to go along with it as well. And, you know, as a planet, as a people, as a species, we've had to learn how to adapt and kind of cope with all these different things. And you know what? Look at where we are now. I know there's still a lot of things going on in the world, but look at where we are now versus where we were 12 months ago. Huge, huge leap forwards. And that's all because we've learned stuff. We've educated ourselves. We've become more educated on this particular topic, which has helped move us forwards. And that's really the same 
in your business, not just because of the last 12 months, but in general, you know, you can't just stay still in your business where you are. Otherwise, everyone else will outpace you, outgrow you, out uh, maneuver you, and you'll be left behind. So as the world changes, you know, as well as everything else that's happening, things just move quicker and culture and societies change. You know, we need to be more inclusive. We need to be more caring. Again, we've learned we're so interconnected now across the planet that we can't just live in our own little bubbles anymore. Everyone matters. Everyone needs to be heard and included. And that is something that is truly a passion, both education and inclusivity of today's guest. Now, if you've not ever come across Sam Marshall, she is just an amazing business person, amazing salon owner herself. She is passionate about education, continued education, continued learning. She admits herself that she is a sponge for learning new things, but she is super passionate about the trans community as well. So I thought, who better to speak to about this particular topic uh, than Sam? So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't worry, haven't completely lost my head. We're still looking at this from a business point of view because I truly believe if you embrace education and you embrace inclusivity as well, there are some serious business opportunities to be had from doing so. So hope you enjoy our conversation. Here's Sam. So I'd like to welcome to the show today, uh, the amazing Sam Marshall. Welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. No problem at all. Now, I've been trying to get you on the show for a while and pin you down, but you're such a busy woman <laughs> that uh, that it's taken until until now to do it. But I'm so glad that you're here and uh, I'm so glad we're, we're finally having this conversation. Ah, thanks so much. Yeah, I, I know it's been a bit hectic, hasn't it? Coming out of lockdown and everything. I feel like I've not touched the ground. I bet you do. Yeah, I bet you do. We'll get we'll get onto how things are because I want to I want to find out how things are actually going in a second. But um, for anyone that's not heard of you, Sam, could you give us a little bit of backstory into you, how you got to what you're doing now, and the sort of influences and and passions that you have within the industry? Yeah, sure. So I came into the industry. It's quite a funny story, actually. I rebelled against my parents. They sent me to a really posh private school. You can probably hear it in my voice now. And um, I hated it. Got a little bit bullied and I really despised it. And I also hated writing essays. Okay. So I didn't want to do A-levels. And the choices at um, my school weren't A-levels that I particularly wanted to do. So I enrolled myself at college, a beauty college, much to their disgust after spending thousands of pounds on school fees every year. Um, but I went and did a BTEC mm-hmm. at Chesterfield College, uh, which was two years. It was a really in-depth course, and I absolutely loved it. Um, like We covered things like law, accounting. Um, we even did exercise, so I can actually teach exercise, nutrition, and stuff like that. So I feel like my course kind of helped me because it was something that um, was a little bit more advanced, which, mm-hmm. which kind of helped my brain because I, I like to – I'm always kind of doing things, and my brain needs to be quite active. Um, and then, yeah, and then I went into the beauty industry. So I've kind of worked my way up from, um, I worked on counters first and then very character building. And then <laughs> I um, ended up for, for nine years managing the salon in Harvey Nichols, which was Urban Retreat. Okay. Um, then I then I left there because uh, we closed and got made redundant, which was a bit of a kind of little push. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from then on, I, I, well, I tried teaching at a college, hated it. So anyone that's listening as a college tutor, you are amazing and you do the best job because it's really hard. Um, and then I, I started my own brand. Someone just went, you should be called a beauty guru. And I was like, oh, 
that sounds cool. No one else okay, is doing then. that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Nice. Um, yeah, and then and then since then I've been self-employed. I've trained for different companies. So I trained for Lane Denny and Zentan. Um, what's I trained for? Did some random bits and bobs. I did a bit of consultancy work, the managing salons for other people. And then now I have my lovely little clinic in Media City in Manchester. It's amazing. Great. Wonderful. So, um, so curious then. So after, after going to college, what was it that made you go into beauty? What was the sort of thing that made you do that? Well, the college course was beauty. Okay. So that, yeah. But, but the thing that made me do beauty is I always had a real passion for it. And I always think when people aren't sure what to do with their careers, I remember someone saying to me, what, what section in magazine do you go to? What's the bit of that magazine that you want to read about? And it, for me, it was always the beauty pages. And I used to, used to do my grand's feet in the B day because that's obviously what it's for um and we did have a B day and then also I used to make face masks out of like avocados and put them on my mum and you know try and make a nettle hair with <laughs> you know, all these random things because these were the books that we had back then because we didn't have the internet um so it just it just came about from that and I just had a real passion for it I think I okay. wanted to be a makeup artist but then I realized there was a bit rubbish at art Mm, yeah that's not gonna help yeah someone needs to give some lessons to my son he makes me little potions in the garden but it's it's always ones that i want to throw away quickly rather than do anything else with so I love I love <laughs> right so what we want to do now before we get into today's topic is i always like to fire a couple of quick fire questions at you just so we get to know you a little bit better if that's cool. all right with you so first of all favorite food oh um Ooh, a prawn, prawn cocktail with avocado. Absolutely. Nice. Okay, back to the 80s. Loving it. Um, greatest TV programme of all time? Oh, uh, 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 absolutely fabulous. Nice. Okay, yeah, good choice. Um, if you could sit down with anyone in the world, dead or alive, for a coffee and a chat, who would it be? Maybe George Michael. Ah, that's an interesting one. I like that. Any particular reason? I just think he's really cool, and I'm really sad that he's died and I didn't hmm. ever get to see him. I like that. That's a good one. Do you have a favourite quote? <laughs> you don't ask, you don't get. I've got a few. Go on, any more? Brown fat looks better than white fat. <laughs> I'd rather look a little orange than deathly pale. I love every single one of those. Those are great. And finally, you're getting on a plane this afternoon. You can go anywhere you want in the world. Where are you going? Um, somewhere exotic, probably somewhere like the Maldives. Very nice. Good choice. Okay, cool. Quick fire round over. Right. So we're actually here today talking mainly about education and the importance of continuing education as a beauty professional and also as a business owner as well, which I know is something that you're very passionate about. So, you know, if when someone get, comes to you and sort of brings this topic up with you, why do you feel education is so important? Oh, goodness, mate. Well, it, good education is important. Okay. Um, because really, we're doing a job that is far more technical than anyone gives us any credit for. Well, not anyone, but a lot of people. They think, you know, done beauty therapists. And I still find myself justifying the, the career choice that I had now and being like, I'm not stupid, I'm not thick, or, you know, all those things. Um, so I feel that it's kind of really dumbed down the amount of education that we need in our industry. Yeah. Um, and it's also, it's it's not really, people go into it not realising, you know, it can't, you know, you can get to to know so much about skin, you could probably nearly rival a dermatologist on something. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can definitely know more than doctors and nurses about anatomy and physiology and, well, maybe not doctors, but nurses, you know, with the face and skincare. So I think it, 
it's education is massively important it's, it's part of our job and it's as a job as well it's something that we will always keep educating ourselves mm. whereas I think there's other careers out there where you don't really have that much um professional continuous professional development well I guess the other thing as well is things are always changing we're always learning new things about certainly about skin and about body um and about how our bodies deal with things and and there's so much of that that comes into everything that you do million percent and also I find that now I'm working really holistically Hmm. when it comes to skin so I'm not just going what you're using on your skin it's I'm talking more about diet and nutrition and lifestyle as well yeah I mean I I famously don't get involved in the treatment side of things I think everyone knows that about me but obviously things kind of come across my desk and I was reading something recently that's uh you know things that you put inside your body have something like i don't know three times as much effect on your skin as things that you can put on topically that's uh, please can you find that article for me yes i will find that (laughs) i'll send that to you like like someone sent me a picture yesterday their forehead and they were like what what's this on my skin i was like okay let's talk about your gut health are you having a lot of sugar are you having a lot of dairy are you bloating you've got all these other factors like what you put on your skin is probably way down the list now that's really interesting If, if someone had done that 10 years ago to you would you have would you have gone down that same route or is that something that's developed over time? I've always been passionate about skin, but I found that I was really good at waxing. So that kind of became my thing that I was known for, but there's only so much you can know about waxing. Like I can't know any more about waxing. It would be impossible. (laughs) But what I can do is keep learning about the skin and my brain likes to keep being fed with new things all the time. Mm. Um, So yeah, I I mean, I wish we had the knowledge then that we do now with skin because it was kind of like, oily skin needs the gel cleanser dry skin needs this and it's like no actually that's really wrong mm. um and something there's a course i'm doing at the moment called a corn it's cornea therapy um i'm not even finished it because obviously i start things and don't finish them but that's more about <laughs> kind of like the barrier function of your skin and how to how to look after that and respect it right okay so yeah constantly fascinating and that's just the that's just the education in terms of the the performing of the treatments but i guess when it comes to running your own business as well there's always things to learn there too massively oh my goodness I've got two business coaches right um, <laughs> like everyone if you don't have a business coach already please get a business coach preferably Adam yeah absolutely um, me just don't go anywhere to anyone else just me no absolutely <laughs> you're, you're totally well I did already say that you were the best didn't I on a Facebook post once um and, yeah, yes, but you really, didn't actually mean me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> didn't need to say that. You didn't need to say that. Um, but yeah, I think you, there's all aspects of your business and everything changes, like laws change and mm. the way people, I suppose the psychology behind how people um, shop and things like that changes. So God, there's always something to learn. Learning never ends. Never. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, it'd be boring if we didn't. Really boring. Now, to come on to another subject that I know you're passionate about as well, in terms of uh, educating ourselves as business owners, as um, uh, employers of staff and things like that, I know something that you're hugely passionate about is um, being more aware of the trans community out there. Um, now, I did a little tiny bit of research for this uh, for this episode, and I was staggered to find, uh, and I don't know whether I should have should be or shouldn't be, but uh, they suggest that there's about 1% of the population who now fall into the the trans community, which is about 600,000 people, which I was amazed by. Yeah, that's estimated. So it's probably between 1% and 2%. Right, okay. 2% of the population is intersex. 
Okay. They could be trans because mm-hmm. by default they kind of will be, if you know what I mean, if they're born yep. not you know not under one or or the other of the standard genders that we grew up knowing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of trans people out there. And um the recent census that we all did actually had on there about uh, gender identity, which no none of the previous ones have had to my knowledge. Yeah. So yeah. this one percent's an estimated figure. There's gonna be more than that. Okay. Okay. Well, so it's so it really is something that's very important for us to know about. Now, you've taken this on so much that you actually help people understand how it affects their businesses. Um, and I know that you have a course with that, and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But but you know, why is it so important as a business owner to uh, specifically as a beauty business owner to be aware of um, how to best help and look after the trans community? Uh, so not everyone's out. So there's something called cissexist, which is to believe that everyone is cisgendered, which is what I am. So my brain and my uh, sex assigned at birth, they're both female. So I'm mm. cisgender. Um, so we're assuming everyone is. There's a lot of people that aren't out. So you could be using terminology that could offend them or that doesn't include them. Um, I, For example, in my waxing, I have a lot of trans women that come to me so that is people that were born male that are transitioning into female got it still have male genitals so i need to know what they're having waxed <laughs> but also they don't want to book in for male intimate because they're not a man they are a woman mm-hmm. so what we have to do is think about the language you're using and also being being inclusive not just to the trans community but to everyone like looking at your marketing campaigns your social media are you using just straight white females (laughs) or are you using you know maybe maybe the odd trans woman or someone that's a bit older um i was in a it was a talk with i think it's a british beauty council about inclusivity and there's no images no stock images of older black ladies like there's not and apparently there's not many um a friend of mine was looking for some images for a course that he's doing, and he said there was no trans. There's just none at all. So people aren't even bothering to make stock images of of, of anyone that isn't kind of like the standard person that you see on on your marketing. That's interesting. So yeah, straight away we're we're making them not feel included yeah, um, yeah, by exactly. doing things like that. Okay, yeah. I see. So, um, because I'm always going to have my business hat on. Um, I'm just wondering, is is there actually an opportunity here for business owners when it comes to um, setting themselves up for and making the trans community feel more welcome in their businesses? Yep, massively, because the trans people will not just trot into a salon. They're usually quite... Um, I, I, I do speak for the trans community. I'm not trans, so apologies for that. I kind of generalise. Um, but, you know, it's a, a trans person has to risk assess every situation they go into. Sure. Will I be welcome? Will I feel, you know, will they ask me personal questions? Mm-hmm. Will they ask me about my genitals? Will they ask me about my partner? Am I gay or straight? You know, there's all these things that they do get asked. So if they're looking for somewhere to go, say, even if it's just for an eyebrow shape, they want to make sure that that, that salon or that um, environment is at least trans aware or that they have experience of treating trans people and that they're not going to be put in that situation that makes them feel uncomfortable and i've just teamed up with someone who um does something in the hair industry called hair has no gender yeah for them you know 
if you're a hair salon owner or barbershop owner, you're turning people away all the time because mm-hmm. you're going men, men's haircut, women's haircut. And like, Adam, your hair could easily be on me if I wanted that haircut. But yeah, you would pay probably £20 less than me for a haircut. Right. right. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense at all. So by showing the trans community and the non-binary community, which fall under trans, but that's that's kind of another community as well, yeah. you're, you know, take gender out of your treatment list if you don't need it and show that you're welcome, show that you've had that awareness training. Because trans now is where black was, kind of yeah. like 50, 60 years ago, where gay was 40 years ago. You know, it. so we we do need, we need people to, to just know the right and wrong things to say. And I think that's, that is hugely part of the problem that um, A, there's the awareness of it. And then there's the sort of like not wanting to get things wrong. So almost ignoring it because you don't want, to get it wrong in the first place which doesn't help anyone really does it no no a friend of mine actually said that after she'd done my course because she said by not talking about trans people or not including them in my marketing i was actually excluding them yeah. but i didn't want to offend them at the same time so you're totally yeah. right i mean most of us all we want to do is not offend somebody yeah that's all we want to do yeah but, but you're right by 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 effectively burying your head in the sand and ignoring it you are potentially offending someone and this and this is why this is why i wanted to people to know that some that there is a course there is training out there for them to be able to understand a bit more about this and i have sam i've mentioned your course to two people in the last two days both of them have been on it and both of them said it was amazing so um so talk about talk about a a, a, an amazing review there so if we have piqued people's interest there and and i do want to give a big shout out to this how can people find out more about that course, Sam? Okay, so they can just uh, reach out to me on social media, mm-hmm. um, either personal page, business pages. And we have, I've got a joint webinar that I'm doing with uh, Kerry from Hair House No Gender on the 30th of June between 7 and 9pm. So it's an evening slot, it's a Wednesday. Like it's the best day to do anything apparently Wednesday evening. But you told okay. me that, didn't you? Did I? Okay. Well, yeah, definitely then. That's absolutely true. It's totally true. Because <laughs> uh, everyone's free, it's the middle of the week. So yeah, so we're teaming up to do a webinar together. I feel it might fall over the two hours because um, Kerry talks a lot, <laughs> bless them. Um, but Kerry's non-binary, which is great yeah. to have, you know, that perspective. Um, I'm likely to misgender them on the training, and um, which will be interesting because then you can kind of see it in action <laughs> when we do this. And they actually misgendered themselves once to me on a phone call, which I love. So I was like, as if you've just done that. So it's kind of to show that, you know, how things can be yeah. it's not awkward and that it's not the end of the world yeah. if if you get something wrong i think everyone would rather be aware and try than like we said pretend it just doesn't exist exactly so exactly. i love that that's amazing so that yeah i think it's it's something that i'm personally want to become more aware of and understand a lot more of so i'm definitely going to be coming along uh, count, me in, count me in um amazing so uh, Obviously, that's that's taking place, and anyone who wants to find out more about that, we'll put the links in the show notes pages and everything, and the podcast description, so you can click on those and find them. But if there were like, I know if there were like three things that you could get salon owners to do to be more understanding and aware of the trans community, Sam, what would they be? Make sure your team is trans awareness trained and you're trans awareness trained. Okay. 
degender your list wherever you can. Do you need the word male? Do you need the word female? Um, a quick note on that. If you, I always say kind of you need like a grr man's treatment list. So the kind of, you know, blokey cavemen type men need, you know, they need their own list. They want it. They want a different color. They want, you know, fuel recharge words rather than glow polish. Yeah. So if you want to have a male list, have a male list, but have your, have your, the rest of it as a unisex because you don't necessarily need the word female or male in different places. Um, that was two things, wasn't it? What could the third thing be? Um, hang out, like reach out to the trans community okay. and see how you can be a trans ally. You know, is there anything you can do? Are you in a position where you could do some pro bono work where, you know, you can maybe do some haircuts or some eyebrow shapes or some waxing on somebody that, that really needs it because mental health is really really yeah difficult within the trans community you know imagine how you would feel if every time they look you look in the mirror you hate what you see yeah you know that is what they're going through often they they um might not be in work as well if they're suffering from depression or things like that so you know is there something you can do where you give away some free treatments or something to help help someone out yeah i mean it's it's something that's undervalued all the time the link between our industry what we do and someone's mental health as well. We don't work on their mental health as, you know, a practitioner, but the things we do make them make people look better, feel better about themselves. And there's a huge link there. Yeah. So, uh, so absolutely. Out of curiosity then, we didn't talk about this before, but where, so what is your stance then? You've, you kind of mentioned it there, but on sort of gender neutral pricing then, particularly in things like the, the hair world. Why would you not do it? I find it insane. Like, does my hair know what it's growing out of? No. No. So why should I pay more for a haircut than you? So it should be based on on sort of like the style, I guess, sort of length, style, time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, a million percent. I mean, there's still salons out there that um, that charge more for a men's leg wax than a women's leg wax. Really? Yes. Wow. Men's underarm, women's underarm, different prices. You know, mm. it's you can get like tiny cisgendered men, and you can get quite large or curvy cisgendered women you know hair hair is hair and it balances out in the end but yeah definitely for the hair world and but there's still barbers as well that are turning the women away yeah um, you know they're saying we don't do women we don't do women and it's kind of like well that's not really very fair is it no i mean i did i uh i heard the talk did um was it last week that you clued me in on it and i was i was shocked by that story i have to say uh, oh, the, the one that the Kerry shared. The, the Kerry shared, shared, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, there's, a, there's a lot of things that, and we, and how would I ever know that? Because I don't experience that side of things. Um, no, you don't discriminate, and you don't, you don't experience any discrimination. You're a no. white cisgendered, I think, straight male. So yes, exactly. Really Fair, fairly any... privileged chap. Yeah. So I've kind of, in a lot of ways, kind of sailed through life. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in fact, it's interesting. So I may have told this before, but um, we've just we've just had a new uh, board voted in on the UK Spar Association, of which I am the chair. Um, and one of the team happens to be our youngest member of the team, uh, who's very passionate about diversity as well. Did point out that we were sat around a table, and there was not one um, dark-skinned face around the table. Yeah, and. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, again, all cisgendered straight. So, yeah. you know, I have to say we were voted in. <laughs> it was not any sort of um, 
any anything that was kind of planned but yeah absolutely there this this is something that we need to be more aware of throughout everything we do so um yeah I, yeah I it's hard isn't it though because you kind of you don't want a token black person on there just because exactly. you've not got one. Yes. No, I'll, was, say, I'll say it. That and you was don't exactly want a token my point. gay person on there. You, you know, those yeah. people should be voted in for their for their job roles. But then why aren't more black, gay, trans people applying or or, or mm-hmm. have they got the opportunity to get on those on that on that board? Hundred percent, hundred percent. And and I was sort of I was slightly embarrassed in, in that because I was like, well, I've not noticed this. But then again, and I had that same reaction. I was like, but again, why would I? Because I'm coming from a world of exactly like you say, fairly privileged, white, straight male. So it's not it's not a, an everyday part of my vocabulary, but that's not an excuse. So definitely something I want to become more, more aware of. So which is why I've loved having you on the, on the, the show today, Sam. So oh, this has been thank fascinating. You. Thank you so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. Are there any kind of final thoughts you want to leave us with before we uh, say goodbye to you and let you get back to your day job? Um, I think just just education is key. Keep on learning, keep expanding your mind and um, get a business coach. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that bit. Most important thing to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, Sam. Thank you so much for today. Um, like I said, we'll put all the links and everything in the show notes pages. And if anyone's got any questions at all and wants to reach out to Sam, she is just the most wonderful human being. And uh, I'm sure she will help you in any way she can. Um, so yeah, thank you again. And we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. What an amazing, amazing person Sam is. I had so much fun uh, recording that episode. And again, you know, I always know the episodes that are going to work really well because after we finished recording, after I hit that stop button on the recording, we end up chatting away for things for possibly the same amount of time again, which I just love. So it was a, a pleasure to speak to Sam, a pleasure to have her on the show. And Again, something uh, when I when I talk about a topic that isn't something that I'm familiar with myself, but I'm genuinely curious uh, and want to learn more about, that's when I know we've got a great episode on our hands. So I hope you enjoyed that. Now, if you did enjoy that and you'd love to hear more, please do go and give me a quick rating on iTunes if you can. Uh, that takes about ooh, 17 seconds. And if you have a few more seconds to spare, please leave me a little review as well. Let me know what you loved about this episode, about the show. And if you've got any ideas for future episodes, please put those in the reviews as well. I would love to hear from you because this is really your show. It's it's here for you. It's to bring you the information that you want and inspire you and share stories as well. Okay. So other than that, have a fantastic rest of your week. I'll be back again, same time, same place next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at. 